Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully, everything is actually doing pretty good for you guys around this point. Today was just Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I'm recording this midnight. Everyone's asleep. Everyone got tired, too full. So, it was a good day. So, hopefully, everything went well for you guys. And as for me, I'm just here recording, talking about bedtime routine for kids. Yep, bedtime. How important is it for not only kids, but us parents? I mean, right off the bat, some life lessons I've learned with my kids is no matter how late these kids go to sleep, no matter how early, they wake up at the same time. Every morning, 6.50 to 7, 10 a.m., they're up. <laughs> so what's the importance to keep this bedtime? Well, when I was working, I would wake up every morning from 3 a.m. and go to work probably like around 4 and for a decent night's rest, I had to be asleep by 9, 9.30. I mean, 10, 11 the latest, but that was once in a while, depending on the circumstances. But usually when the kids want to sleep at 8.30, I was asleep with them. I mean, with my son, for the most part, it was cool. By 11, my wife would come home from work and we would switch. So during that time, he would, still a baby kind of, he would sleep around a certain time, wake up like about an hour, two hours, you know, the whole bottle, change my diaper kind of thing. So by the time 11 came, we will switch off and she would change them, feed them, you know, take over at that point, And I would sleep, wake up, work. Three years later, enter my daughter. And I thought, how was I going to keep this up? I mean, honestly, I couldn't afford to fall asleep at, on the wheel at work. There was a couple of times where I was just so tired. Kind of found my eyes closing like Homer. I don't know if you've seen the Simpsons episode when he's driving and starts falling asleep. And then like all of a sudden he's on a bed and the moon's looking at him. Kind of like that. But in this time I was in the 405 and I started feeling myself swerving into the right lane. So sleep is important. But thankfully some of my stops that I've had, there was a gap in time. So all I had to do was just park somewhere and go lay down in the back. I had this set of cardboard boxes and some paper towel rolls and it was it was the best bet ever he could have used <laughs> but you know those came in handy when sometimes i would get those three to four hour night sleeps i would make up an extra good hour and you know i'll be good i did what i could it took some time to get two kids to sleep at the same time and if you have more than one kid you know each kid has its own personality when it comes to bedtime what they want to do the routines but with some practice it does get done co-sleeping i think was a bit of an ease when it came to all of us going to sleep. And yes, recently, maybe about three, four months ago, the kids finally started sleeping in their own beds. And it was, it was finally nice. I mean, but we shared one big bed. I mean, I have no, I had no issue with it. Neither my wife is, we got to sleep, we got to sleep. But once the kids start growing bigger and bigger, then it's time. And it was time for us. And right now they have bunk beds. They sleep in them for the most part the whole night. You might wake up with one of the, one of the kids just laying in there. Not a big issue. So when the pandemic hit, I was officially off of work, and we thought, well, well, I thought, well, what are we going to do with the kids sleeping? 
And there's really no, there was no reason for them to sleep at the time they did. Bro, honestly, we could we could care less if they would have stayed up later and, you know, to like one, two a.m. with the kids even sleep, you know, stay awake that, that late. But there was a few nights where the kids may have slept around nine o'clock, maybe the latest 10. But no matter what, they woke up at the same time. It was, it's honestly amazing when you look at it. I thought, well, maybe if they played more and I try to keep them up, maybe the later they'll sleep in. Nope, did not work. To wake up the same time. And to this day, we still do. Now I think, why? So, of course, I did some research. The most important thing about the routine is the buildup. With me, it's an hour before the actual bedtime when we take time to, you know, wind down, finish up anything that we're doing, cleaning, taking care of our, our personal hygiene. I mean, my boy's five and my girl's three. So, teaching them about, you know, personal hygiene is very important with us. So, I mean, that's what we take care of. And once they keep hearing these words, uh, bedtime, hygiene, it gets going in their head like it's time. Once in a while, I try to read or we let them play with their tablets or just talk to them. And usually, or sometimes they usually participate in all three. What the kids got used to was as soon as the nighttime came, I mean, for us Californians, it was around 7, 7.30, sometimes 8 at night. And at that point, they knew. Now, around 5, 5.30, starts getting darker. 6 o'clock, it's almost near, near black time. So I have to try to explain to them, teaching them, you know, what time comes into play. And right now the kids know when the sun goes down, the moon comes up shortly after night, night time. So why is this important? Bedtime is a daily opportunity to build and nurture your relationship with the child. During this time, we spend that little extra attention to give them, you know, comfort and make sure they feel safe. And they have comfort knowing that they can get a good night's rest with not having to worry about anything. And honestly, I thought it was just time to go to sleep so that. I can have a beer. And of course, this is what's been led to how my family would act sometimes. So as soon as bedtime comes, it's party time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically how they work. Or sometimes the kids are just too much, too extra. And I've seen some of them, some of the parents give their kids like melatonin and dopes up the kids. So within half an hour, the kids are falling asleep and eventually gives the kids a rest. These things, I personally, we personally don't don't do with the kids. We never given them any melatonin or anything like that. It just, I don't know, it just feels guilty just saying it or even doing it. And it, I mean, I know parents have their own things, and you know whatever have you is going in your way in your life. But I don't know, it just feels guilty to do that. It feels wrong. It feels kind of like on that Cosby-ish kind of you know level. Ugh. Constantly repeating these things over and over again, trying to build the structure to help children feel safe. Bedtime declares, you know, this day's over. It's time for the next. Sometimes the kids have rough days, we know, either with outbursts, tantrums, it's or it's just not their day. And it happens quite often. Maybe the boy has a tantrum during the day. Maybe the girl towards the end of the night, she starts acting real up. Then we kind of know, like, hey, are you tired? So, yeah. So, it, you know, it's time to lay down. I mean, it just, once the day's over, it's over and it's a fresh start for something new for the next day. And it lets them know that what happened today could be used as a learning lesson. Get rest with ease, and it's okay to make mistakes that we've made. We look forward to the new day, and we try not to dwell on the past. Tomorrow is a new day. I mean, it's an important part of being independent is having skills to settle yourself down when, you know, you get tired of stress. 
us adults, we have our own things when we get tired of stuff. So we try to do to help us calm down, whether it's watch TV, take a bath, whatever you want to do. We all have this. We all have these little coping mechanisms that, you know, we develop over the years. Teaching kids these things early it gives them a little bit of a head start. Something we don't think about, but, you know, it's there. Bedtime routines help children learn from transition from a busy activity of the day to settling down for sleep. Our transition time is usually 30 minutes to an hour. Sometimes lower than that, depending on depending on how burned out they are. I mean, because there's days where we go to the park and they play rigorously for, you know, a couple hours at least in the drive home. So they're tired, they eat dinner and they just veg out. But the bedtime is a change for the kids to learn how to soothe themselves and relax. And eventually they can fall asleep by themselves and not really depend on, you know, us parents rocking them. There's actually studies on this. There's a study that out of 3,217 families of preschoolers that although 81% of those indicated they have a bedtime routine, 71% of the families reported implementing their bedtime routine for the other five weeknights. A lower income sample of U.S. children ages about one to seven, less than 44% of caregivers reported that their kid followed a bedtime routine on a nightly basis. Let that last one sink in. I mean, it, it leads me to start growing, thinking about growing up some of the friends that I've had. And some of these kids were like little badasses. I always thought they were cool because they, they did what they wanted to. You know, sometimes you would see them, they either had shaved heads of the boys, that the silver teeth. They were always just up to no good. And it was just something that you wanted to do because, I mean, I, I was somewhat strict. When it came to bed, I was always in by 9 o'clock. Maybe 10, but I can remember 10, but usually it was around nine. But I did ask my grandma to stay awake while I watched this uh, Michael Jackson interview. I was a huge fan of, and you know, little instances like that. I remember staying awake a little bit later. You know, the one, the, the Jesus Juice one, the really like <sighs> cringy downfall one. Yeah, that one. And of course, in high school, the bedtime was no later than 11. But I, I just remember growing up being envious of these little badass kids. Sure, they were getting in trouble, but I mean, as a kid, all I cared about was staying awake, bedtime, watching what, I don't know, I never never had any plan to stay, like, what I would do if I stayed awake those extra couple hours. It was just, just wanted to be awake. It was bedtime, you said, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> and then at school, you, these little badass kids would gloat, saying that they went to bed sometimes at midnight, one o'clock, and by six, seven, they were up ready for school, like, like little crackheads or something. And we all wanted that. Of course, that is, you know, the what ifs. Some of these parents had jobs. Some of them just didn't care or let's face it. Some of them were in the street. You know, some of the mistakes you think about structure when it comes in, you know, the home life with the kid. I honestly did not think any of this. But once I once it happened, I thought I could go and keep the routine up in the house. Even though the outside with 2020 was changing and things were going to flip over honestly, for God knows how long, our home life can try to stay and be maintained to what, you know, what we're used to, some normality for the kids. And luckily, our kids last year in 2020 weren't, you know, accustomed to like school. They weren't like seven, eight, 10, you know, even teenagers were, you know, we get used to your routine, we're used to being social, used to being more out. So with my kids, it was an adjustment. And you know, keeping up this bedtime was just one of those things that kind of, you know, solidified in the mind. Like, you know what? 
our dads, our parents are saying, you know, one thing, but this still feels normal. It still feels, you know, usual for us. I mean, but honestly, I look forward to when the kids go to sleep around 830 because at the time I had a good two, three hours of, you know, kind of personal me time where I could either clean, get stuff done when I need, you know, wash clothes. But most of the days I was either editing or recording the podcast. I mean, but the kids went to bed at 11, 12 o'clock later, I would get nothing done. And to be honest, now that my wife's home a little bit more, I kind of got to figure out a way how to record, but believe me, it's going to get done regardless. So, you know, as parents, we go through time where we find different ways, different tools, different ways we could help our kids going to sleep from reading, rocking, baths, praying, snack, TV, even the tablets. How sometimes even all of those things and all these little things we do let the kids know that, you know, bed is near. Start to relax, let your your mind kind of dwindle down. And growing up, it was just more or less go to sleep and shut up. Now that I'm in it, there's more to think about, more of a, a cause and effect. Research demonstrates that increased engagement in general, everyday routines is associated with positive child outcome. I mean, those include enhanced language development, academic achievement, and social, emotional, and behavior functioning. There's a global study even of 10,085 children ages 0 to 5 from 14 different countries and regions also showed that having a bedtime routine is associated with an earlier bedtime, longer nighttime sleep durations, few night awakenings, and decreased caregiver uh, perceived, you know, child problems, meaning there's less issues with, you know, fighting against what this bedtime is. A dose-dependent relationship was found out that preschoolers in the sample who had a current bedtime routine, as well as retrospectively reported routine as an infant. Preschoolers with both the current and history of consistent bedtime routine showed they had the best sleep outcome. I mean, there's an abundance of studies that breaks down demographics amongst race, religions, class. And I chose to look around this age just because, well, my kids are around the same age group. And it's a good insight to look up if you're curious, especially if you feel like you're having any issues with kids sleeping. Just honestly, you're not alone. But just like every other thing with parenting, it's all trial and error. It's all figuring out ways to make things work, make things fit, see how things come along. And with our first kid, there was a lot of ups and downs when it turned to sleep. Like I said before, it wasn't too bad, but you know, there's little tricks you learn along the way. And with our second, those things that we learned from the first kid made the second kid a little bit, for the most part, way more easier. And that's just one of the things that's so great about parenting is that trial and error. And so long as you have your best interests at heart, I mean, you really can't. I mean, I know it's frustrating when you try and the outcome is not what you expected, but that's just part of the job. I mean, you have the best interests at heart. You can't really get yourself down and just remember what you tell the kids. Whatever happened today, happened today. It's okay. Tomorrow's a new day, a new start. Looks to look forward to the future. So thanks a lot for listening and until next time.